Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Sunset Corner, Brian. How are you doing today? Doing great, thanks. It's uh, nice to finally chat. I know we've right. lined this up a couple times, and like here we are. It's absolutely okay. Uh, things happen, especially in this uh, post-pandemic, pre-pandemic, whichever stage we're at right now. Um, it's definitely okay. It happens to the best of us. Uh, but I'm super excited about today's conversation. Uh, for those who know you, who don't know you yet, how about you give us a quick intro about yourself and specifically about work reduce and the magic that is happening internally? Sure. Thanks. So I'm the CEO and founder of WorkReduce. Mm-hmm. And WorkReduce is a company that helps bring talent and advertisers together and agencies. Um, and so we've been uh, around for about seven years. Um, before I was doing this, I helped build uh, some a demand side platform. I used to be a software engineer. And you know, I really saw that um, the the problems we were solving weren't being solved by AI. They were being solved by people. And I wanted to lean into that. And as I've gotten kind of deeper into it, I've, I've really kind of grown in my conviction that like advertising really faces a big talent problem or opportunity, depending on, on how you look at it. And we're here to help, you know, solve that problem for, for our clients and to help our employees, um, you know, do better in their careers. I love that because I think today's conversation is going to be geared towards how to reframe your team. I think in our industry, we're so used to thinking full-time or part-time employee. And I don't know if I think it's shifting. It started to shift, especially in the last year. It helped us understand, one, we can work from anywhere and still be much more productive than being within an office. Um, I know I review around people, so it's it's really hard to be at home. But thankfully, I have a boss babe, 15-month-old, and I have a boss dog. That's great. Thank you. And I have a boss dog and a boss husband. So at least I have some type of like interaction, but, um, so understand why people are excited to go back into office and why companies will think about, um, having their people in an office, like within the same walls to build some level of culture. So there's a lot, you just, you just touched on a whole lot of stuff right right there. There's (laughs) a lot going on. I mean, you know, if you think about like, um, you know, like, hey, you know, yeah, I, I, I recharge and get energy from from people too. Um, and you know, I'm one of those kind of like introvert extroverts where, like, I, I you know, yeah. I need it, and then I need to be able to recharge. Oh yeah, and Let me stay at home for at least right. Three so yeah, so it, you know, it, it's like some people ask me like, well, how can you do remote? Right, we've been remote for seven years. It's crazy when I think yeah. about it. Now people are like, wow, how are you so? kind of right so early about remote and, and I was really just being cheap when I wanted to start the company, right? It was yep. no, you know, I, I knew it was an opportunity. And and this the thing that really um you know struck me as I started work reduce and we were beginning to work with remote employees seven years ago was the like the vast amounts of talent that were out there and were mm-hmm. untapped. Right. And that's the kind of like the kernel of why we we're remote and why I think a lot of companies will will stay at least partially remote or hybrid um, going forward is because you can't afford to let somebody else 
go out there mm-hmm. and get the talent where you're like, well, they got to be in New York. Well, yeah. What if, what if there's somebody amazing in Louisville? And yep. like, you know, Louisville is one of those cities where like we like we find people in Louisville. Like I never <laughs> would have guessed it would be like Louisville, right? Yep. I, I, you might have said like, well, probably, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, or in name city, but like, um, you know, we're finding talent in, in unusual places. So we've got to balance, right? That desire to be kind yeah. of like with people and next to our colleagues and mm-hmm. like just being able to be like, you know, hey, you know, let me ask you about this thing yeah, yeah. with that that talent access and then you know there's a million reasons why people want to be remote right i I remember finding you know uh, this amazing you know uh programmatic trader uh, Mm -hmm. a while back and you know he was living in um, merced california Mm -hmm. because his his wife got a tenure track position at uc merced right and it's like if you're married to an academic and they get something tenure track like that's it like you gotta go right so (laughs) They're, they're, you know, they're people for millions of reasons who are are not in in these urban areas, and, and that part's not going to change, right? So, it's it's a question of like then how do you how do you balance it, right? And so for our internal team, like we have kind of uh, get-togethers periodically, and we're actually starting to do it again now that, well, knock on wood, in terms of where we're kind of yeah. like at with yeah. the pandemic, yeah. but we we, okay. we we did our first kind of um, you know. Uh, is it is it an offsite if we're if we we don't have a site? I don't know what the word for it is. <laughs> right? say, that's um, funny. What's the proper term here? What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, what's the, the we, it's our onsite? Like we you know yeah. um, so we we you know we got together recently um, here in Washington D.C. for the first time and it was just great to see people you know and and like yeah. look like the, it's it's a thing you know yeah. you, you can't um you, you, like you you can't deny that like when we're talking about the the great parts of our work right so mm-hmm. it's, it's always about that balance you know so talk to us because i love um what you just said about like the offsite inside onsite um but talk to us about how work reduce maintained that amazing culture and the reason why i sure. know it's an amazing culture is because i've worked with work reduce i've done um i was what i've had some buyers a yep. project, uh, a project as a buyer, as project management, as a trafficking, like literally work reduce have come and supported my lifestyle for my family yes. in the best way. Um, and there's a couple of companies uh, like that, but I really wanted you to tell our amazing listeners how you maintain that culture because you can feel it literally in Slack or in like talking to your supervisor or the lead on the account. Like how do you make sure to maintain that culture? Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges in our direct roles, some of my some of our wins and some of our um, opportunities to grow to educate ourselves. Some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization, best practice, QA, templating, workflow, um, operational workflow. I'll have guest appearance. I'm bringing my network to you. And the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them. Oh, 
I'm so excited about this, yo. I'm so hyped. Um, so what to expect in your membership, right? Um, you can expect one hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month. Access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community. Um, discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance. Customizable trainings, but most importantly... New best friends, y'all. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This is a community for you and I. This is a community for us to just join forces and really, really share, really just being able to be together in a community. There's so much growth when you're in a community, when you're able to relate to people or somebody understands where you're coming from, um, from, from different perspective, right? So, so join today. Programmatic Meetup our community is open to you. Bring your friends. Tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the Programmatic Meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about this. So thank you so much and see you soon. Sure. I mean, it, it starts with um, hiring, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got to find people. You got to find the right people and put them in the right roles, mm-hmm. right? And and those two things, like, it's, it's not that easy is what I, I found. And so, you know, early on, I, I very early, as in, in the first days of, um, you know, doing proof of concept work for, for work reduced, I, I found people like um, Ashley Stewart, you know, um, mm-hmm. who are with us now, like seven years later, right? And wow. so there, there's a little bit of luck. Right. In, in finding people like Ashley who had, had been working remotely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and just kind of getting that vibe, like, like, Hey, this is a vibe that I know is going to be productive. Right. Is, an, is a really important starting point, finding people who, you know, you want to work with and then, you know, making sure that you share the, the values, you know, uh, as you're expanding. Uh, your team or your, your company, right? And, and and the values that we focus on are like, it's like getting stuff done, right? That's like the big one. It's like, it, above all else, we got to get stuff done. Yeah. And like, if you can't focus on that, if that, that can't be like your top priority, then, you know, there's something else for you, right? And there, like, there's, there's a, a million jobs out there for a million people, but we want the get shit done people. We want people who are, um, you know, also sitting there and saying, hey, I'm not just going to get it done. I'm going to like make stuff better while i'm doing it we're gonna like leave like you know when you go camping you're like yeah you know better than when you found it like it's kind of like that so you you start with those values right um and make sure that you've got shared values but then it's kind of like well how how do you then perpetuate that as you scale up and Mm -hmm. that's when you start getting into um you know having you know uh team happy hours even virtually you know we had one recently where um, we brought in, I don't know if you were on this one, we brought a, a llama sanctuary in. Oh, oh no, I did, missed that. Did, that was did, like you miss the llamas? Yeah, yeah. It was great. And, I heard and, about it. I was like, don't. <laughs> it was, so they had llamas and like yeah. horses and goats. And we're all sitting here <laughs> having cocktails on Zoom and like, you know, watching llamas and people are bringing their kids. It's like, it doesn't take a ton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm. I'm barely scratching the surface in terms of what we can do with our, our culture. But, mm-hmm. you know, clearly I think what you're, you're telling me is that it, it's at least working a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, 
you know, it, it's, um, it doesn't take a ton. I think if you've got those kind of core values and the right people, um, you know, it, yeah. and, and honestly, it's a vibe, right? Like it really is kind of like, um, you know, what do you want it to be like going to work, you know, and, yeah. and, and getting back to the remote thing and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, get feeding from people. It's like when I was young, like early in my career, it's like, your 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 work friends are your friend friends too yeah. right and, it, and yeah. especially like you're coming out of college mm-hmm. you know like going somewhere new that old yeah. social circle is gone and then you kind of replace it with a work yeah. social circle but like work's not the only place to find friends you know what i mean and at a certain point like i, I realized in my career like I, I actually want my like friend friends and my work friends to be like not the same thing you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. i mean <laughs> And it's it's kind of like healthier and better, and and, yeah. and and I still have tons of like amazing professional friends and colleagues course, and and, 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 um, and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, you, you get to a maturity point where you're like, all right, I want, I'd like, I need a separate life. And so we try to encourage that a little bit too. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you're not married to your job, <laughs> you know, think, you're married think, to your spouse, right? Or like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, man, I think you're bringing up a. a I want to I want to highlight what you just said like you're not married to your job and you need to get back out there and socialize but not only like safely of course but I think the biggest point that we need to take home like if you start the podcast right now is flexibility and yeah. time freedom time like, like well and it's it's also like not in getting really deep into the advertising part yeah, of it it's like specifically yeah. 60 to 80 hour weeks are unsustainable no. Have like a, a FaceTime exactly. culture where you just got to like be there. Yep. You know, is it's it's not that sustainable, right? Exactly. So, um, I think as an industry, we got to kind of like look that really square in the face. And the ad industry is facing a lot of challenges right now. People are leaving, right? People yes. are leaving the industry at a time when the amount of work that needs to be done is rising. So you got people leaving work going up and this gap is kind of growing in the middle and mm-hmm. you're not going to solve it by grinding it out indefinitely right yeah. you can grinding is great i i really believe in hard work and there yeah. are times and places mm-hmm. when a grind is the best thing for you and the best thing for your business yeah. and like it's great i've spent plenty of time working my ass off in my life <laughs> but like it's not you can't do it forever no, really, I, I've burnt out before. We've everybody's been burnt out, right? And like, oh, it's, just, it's oh, no way to run an industry, right? So, how do you address that? Yeah. And that's that's where we say, hey, look, you know, let's kind of um, prescribe, you know, or circumscribe a forty-hour box around this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not getting done in forty hours, like let's just take a break here, right? Yeah. Like, um, we we try to say that for for our team members, even as they're going into these very demanding environments of mm-hmm of holding companies, of managing, you know, eight figure budgets for a quarter. And, and it's like, you know, you can still get it done. It's about prioritization, but it also comes back to how are you managing your client relationships? It's very, very complicated to actually kind of like wrestle this stuff down to be a a tractable problem. Um, It can be done. You know. Yeah, it's absolutely can be done. Like, and and you're right. Like I tell on the podcast very often that we we uh we almost value long hours over mental health, over physical Big health. Time. And if you like, I was joking on the previous podcast. Actually, um, I think it was episode fifty with Suzanne Wallace, 
And I was joking with her that I, I used to work for agencies way back when, even before I became a freelancer, where we will all get to the office by like 5 a.m. or 6 in the morning to start on our day. That's how busy it got. And totally. sometime when one of us will show up at 6 a.m. and the other one will say, oh, I've been here since 5.30 or 5 a.m., we would feel guilty about not showing up at 5 in the morning. Right. It's like, no, right. this is not healthy. And I think... the. Uh, I think 6 a.m. is a great time to get work done, though. I mean, I, I love I, I, I have to admit that it is. The, now that I'm a mom that, and I'm from working right. from home, I get my six or even like sometimes four to, to seven is like a good time for me to be uninterrupted. But yeah, you yeah, best yeah. believe that I, my eight to 11 will be extremely flexible. Like it's yeah. not going to be, no. Like if, and that's what we were talking about the flexibility in time. Like if you're getting your shit done, I don't care how you get it done. Just get it done. And of course, sometimes you're you're uh, like when you're in account executives or you're in account management. Sometimes you have to be available within the same time frame as a client. Sometimes Absolutely. I don't know. So I, I can understand why sometimes those requirements are a little bit more restricted and limited for certain job and roles. But ultimately, is knowing when to take a break. And we talk about work life balance in our industry, but I don't think we understand the beauty of work-life balance. And to me, it's like an exchange, like it's transactional. Like as an agency, we say, hey, I'll let you go to your kid's soccer game if you work extremely late all these days. I'm like, not only took an hour away and you're asking seven hours back. Like that's not right. work-life balance. How do you build that boundary? And I also think it's a good segue into the next questions in terms of like, there are agencies, there are brands out there, there are companies that are building their programmatic in-house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, what do you need, what should you tell those agencies, brands, companies about when is a good time to reach out to work reduce or when to expand their workforce, their programmatic ninjas, besides thinking to go for a full-time employee? Sure, yeah. What would be a good thing that they need to remember? Well, I think brands in particular are um, really well suited to getting outside help of, of various forms. Uh, enterprise, large enterprises in general are kind of um, allergic to headcount and much more so than agencies have been using outside firms for everything from, you know, the front desk people to the janitors to the accountants, you know, for, for decades, right? So, Large enterprises, a lot of them, like a, a place like a Google, fifty percent of the employees roughly are uh, uh, employed through a third party. So okay. there's just a bunch of different models that you you can use to uh, to to adopt those people, right? Mm -hmm. And in many cases, you've got folks who are they're just they're just like a team member, right? They've got a um, uh, an email address. They've got a desk. If you're, you know, not a remote workforce like us, um, you know, in every way. And usually, you might have a different color badge, like at Google. Or I used to work at Nokia back when I made cell phones. You know, like wow, that's a yeah. throwback. Nokia. Oh yeah, that is a throwback. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to go to Finland for that shit all the time. And so you had you had people who are externals, and you had people who are internals. You just had a different batch, right? Mm -hmm. And and so Nokia, like Google, it was probably about 50-50 internal yep. and external employees. So so you can do it that way, where it's a, a, just like a team number. And and so I think 
any enterprise is used to doing that. And, and maybe on the advertising side, they don't know or, you know, the in-housing isn't mature enough that people are, are aware how common that is or, or that they have a lot of options, not just me, um, in, in terms of, um, you know, vendors for that. But then the other one is, is a, a more of a task driven approach, which we really like with, um, with enterprises. So for example, with that operations, we have a global, 24-7 team who is doing add-ops, right? And so, you know, we have clients who um, like HP or HP Enterprise uh, or Tommy Hilfiger have come to us and said, hey, look, we, we need you guys to um, be doing task-driven work. We want a service desk for this. And it's very like ticket-driven. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a kind of a different thing, right, in yeah. a lot of ways. And when we approach that work, as I, as I think you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's always about being... Um, uh, like hyper quality focused, mm-hmm. checklist driven, um, because you're, you're buying the results, not the people in that case. And so we've got to deliver the results above all else. And so you really have this kind of like, um, uh, I, I think mentally, like we, we look at models from, um, like, uh, uh commercial airlines, mm-hmm. right? The, the safety record of, um, the U.S., uh, commercial yeah. air industry is like, insane and it's because they have two people they're using checklists so we adopt that we use automation um you know in in that work and the automation is mainly it's not it is in part to make like you know complex tracking tasks Mm -hmm. easier but like half of it is making sure that like when we get a request in it's internally consistent it's got all the data right and then the output matches the input right and so Automating that stuff to ensure the quality is um, our secret sauce on on doing the task driven work. So I think if you're going in house, you got you can you can lease people, right? Which is great. Um, you can uh, do this task driven work, which I think is a more mature mindset um, and one where you're thinking about division of labor, right? Between between folks, like if you've got a fixed number of heads that you can bring in, in your in-house advertising operations, where do you want to invest, right? Do you want to invest? Is, is that operations your best investment? Mm-hmm. Or, or would you rather have me invest in making out operations really good, right? <laughs> like that's the kind of, and I can invest in there and amortize that investment across dozens and dozens of clients. Yeah. And, and you're, you're sitting there like, I don't know, where you want to invest is where you've got the highest leverage Right as uh, as an enterprise, and that yeah. is in matching your strategy to the execution, developing the strategy, matching your advertising strategy to your business goals. The, those are the things that I think they complain about, rightfully or wrongly, about their agencies not being fully aligned with. Right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, division of labor. You know, there's a there's a lot of moving pieces, and I think again, I'm trying to highlight all the amazing gems you just dropped. Like there are you are you looking for somebody that's task oriented or are you looking for yeah um something else? Are you building up? Are you expanding your department? Um, you know, I I'm in a few entrepreneurship groups and the best thing we 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 tell each other or I guess we teach each other is, is like what is something that your business need? So I'm gonna reframe this yeah. as a department. What is something that your department needs? to succeed, what are things that are urgent and important? Write it down. It's so simple. Write it down. Yep. See where you're lacking. If that That's is right. not your directly, whatever, even if you know how to do it, can somebody else 
do it more efficiently so that you can go on and living your best life. No, I'm kidding. So you can go on and actually be the leader that you're supposed to be or that you're you're in position to be or expand. You can be more strategic and step away from the day-to-day. Build 100% your, with you. Yep. Exactly. Build your team that way. Like You can't just guess like, oh, I think I need a media buyer. No, no, no. If you do need a media buyer, what exactly that means? Like I've discovered that media buying roles varies and it's the same title. Agencies define those roles differently, right? Absolutely. I have my own definition based on my experience. And I think that's what a media buyer should be. But sometimes you'll read a job description, for instance, and it's totally different to any day to day. So I think it's a good way to end like the, the, the segment in like what you said. Sometimes you just need the help and it's not the investment will come out because of the result. Period. So are you result driven? Are you task driven? What, what are you trying to do? And you have to make some investment in order to get your time back, in order to get some money back, in order to get some results back. You have to invest. And sometimes it's just hiring a work reduced contractor or sometimes it's just looking at uh, implementing tools, automation tools internally. We uh, had a guest on the podcast, uh, Noor Nasir. She talked about how they implemented a bunch of automation tool and that actually lifted the productivity of their team. Because now instead of having like siloed communication and then urgency pop up here and there and fires, now she just, you know, they're able to address it in advance. So how to become proactive versus reactive. Um, But I definitely appreciate you for this conversation because... It's still something that we're going through. Like you mentioned, like enterprise companies wise is more common, but like as an agency, I think we pride ourselves again in having somebody that can do it and do it for a long time, for long hours, but sometimes you need the help and it's as easy as hiring or investing in that person. Um, So if they had to stop listening to the podcast right now, what is two things you can tell them about our conversation. Like, hey, remember these two and you're good to rock and roll. What are two, like a word of wisdoms? Oh, sure. I mean, I would say that the, um, you know, the, the help is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be in the form that you think you need. Mm, it, 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 it might not be in the form that you're, you're, you're kind of conceiving of it in or mm-hmm. have it that preconceived part, yep. of, but like you, you can get, get help. And, and I think the, the other idea I throw in there is, um, the idea of uh, really trying to reduce the complexity upstream, mm-hmm. right, and, and manage expectations from the client backwards, because we do face a lot of uh, a lot of complexity, um, sometimes unnecessary complexity yeah. in executing uh, media bias, and the uh, complexity can spiral out of control and cause problems. So, really being thoughtful uh, with how you manage your clients, um, your commercial relationships with the clients, uh, or even internal you know, expectations if you're, mm-hmm. you're working in house and, and kind of solving those problems upstream are really key to building a sustainable advertising practice that doesn't burn people out, that helps advance people's careers, right? And, and, and keeps people around because they like what they're doing. They're not, you know, yeah, it's the culture and allowing them getting to up at five thirty in the morning to, <laughs> to buy ads Ra- on Facebook, <laughs> racing, you know. racing to see who's going to get to the office first. But uh, oh exactly. man, good times! I don't regret any of it. I wouldn't change any of it. It built who I am now. But um, this yeah. is a great conversation. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Alan. Before we before we part ways here, here's a, a one quick question. Tell us one fun fact about yourself. 
Um, what's a fun fact about me? Uh, I don't know. I play guitar. That's oh, that's fun. fun. I like plants. You know, <laughs> how's that? That is a fun fact. That's a really fun fact. Yeah. Oh, and, no, 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 no. I I just last fall I learned uh-huh. how to surf. That's like my new my new hobby is I learned how to surf. And oh, I'm, nice. I'm, Fortunately, like living in DC, it's not a great place oh, for yeah. getting out to the to the beach. But I, yeah. I do, I like surfing. That my is new, really I, my cool. New yeah. jam. And apparently, it's re- harder than it looks. I mean, people makes it look really easy, but I think it's harder than it looks. It's a great upper body workout. <laughs> good great. to know. That's good to know. Really good. What is the latest book you've read or listened to? Well, I just started this. Um, it's the the new American militarism. Mm-hmm. This is about how uh, uh, kind of uh, starting with the Reagan era, uh-huh. uh, like there's a real militant mindset has kind of crept into American culture in a way that like post Vietnam, I think mm-hmm. we did kind of like we lost a little with the the kind of peace movement in the '60s. So a friend of mine just gave me that. I was a history major in college, so I love oh gotcha uh, geeking out on that stuff. And then I just read this. Uh, this uh, I think it was Pulser. This was a National Book Award finalist, Children's Bible. Children's really book, cool. Gotcha. Um, Children's Bible, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic um, story. It's got a little bit of a um, uh, uh, I don't know if you read Oryx and Crake by um, who's the woman who did uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, so it's got a, a little bit of that vibe, but it's real. That was really interesting. Um, and uh yeah so i like to read so what was the first book for our listeners for those are oh, the first book is this is the the new american militarism new american and militarism. yeah and it's by, by um a- andrew bakovich gotcha and the second book was a children's bible a, chil- a children's bible by lydia millet yeah both oh. right there you can see if you're watching you know you can see they're both yeah. pretty thin so obviously the um the uh the history book is, is a little bit denser. Good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much for sharing, uh, making the time for us today. This was very helpful. Um, we'll have Brian back because we have so much more questions to ask you, of course. But um, if anybody cool. needs to reach out to you, how do they do that? Brian at workproduce.com. It's simple and easy. And it'll be in our show notes for anyone that is and interested. It's workproduce.com. So. <laughs> Brian with an eye. Brian with an I. Good point. Good point. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Alex. See you later. Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes, including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you next week and stay curious, my friend.